And that's that's the magic of it. The chefs that were here tonight, I mean, how humble and amazing are they that they gave somebody, they gave me a voice tonight and they were kind enough to help me, help me develop that. And you can't ask for better teachers. So I got my first guest of the night. We're starting it off with a bang. Who the hell are you? I'm uh, Chris Bianco from Pizzeria Bianco and some other places there. Some other places? You got yeah. a few places going now, right? Got a couple places, uh, but uh, you know, it, it takes a village. I got a lot of friends, family to yeah. help, and uh, very blessed, yeah. Nice. Blessed to be here at this beautiful event. Yeah, this is awesome. That's, Super cool. It's, it's special. It is. Yeah, it is. it's good to get to the source, man, and see where things come from, and you know, uh, it's it's... it's you know, it, just to see all the hard work that goes into it, it uh, really helps when you see, when you're only looking at things as a price per pound, it's a little bit different than, yeah. you know, understanding the work that goes into it. And yeah. Things get a little more reasonable real quick. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I came in when I was walking in, I Mark was water and shit, you know. <laughs> he was, he yeah. works his ass off, man. He does, man. He yeah. built, I mean, he built this house that's here. I mean, he built this barn. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it, it's, uh. It's incredibly, we're, we're super, you know, fortunate to have him here in the valley. Yeah. I mean, you know, he brings us incredible mushrooms and which are grown, uh, basically leaning on the shed that they grow. Yeah. Um, oh, this is the mushroom one right over here? Yeah, yeah, right over oh, here. Oh, nice. I'm going to have to and step then, in there. Uh, I mean, he's got, you know, all kinds of beautiful things. I mean, beautiful squash right now and uh, tomatoes are, you know, just coming off. He's got some... Uh, Amazing, yeah, just amazing stuff. And That's like beauty in your eyes too, right? Seeing those tomatoes and, and all that. It is, and I think. But the big thing is, you know, uh, uh, my 30 years in business in the valley, uh, the 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 most probably memorable things uh, are the relationships we make. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think my relationships with the farmers that are real, the real stars of the. You know, you, you know, you put a dress on an elephant, you know, it's still yeah. maybe a cute elephant. But <laughs> That's right, right. I mean, you know, so we get, you know, they send us such beautiful things that we can only, you know, not try to screw them up. And I think that's yeah. the, that's one of the, the, you know, where farmers are finally getting the due, uh, you know, respect and recognition as, as an incredibly huge part of this equation of, of, of great food and great food communities. And yeah, I mean, I think that's a. An incredible advantage we have here in Arizona, where our growing season's long. Like, uh, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, from a water situation, we're in a pretty decent situation, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, compared to a lot of our, our neighboring states. And um, so when you have people who know how to use, you know, use the land, where to plant, um, what to plant, um, and uh, we get back to our kind of agricultural community that we were, uh, um, I think we'll be a little bit happier. Yeah, absolutely. And then you got guys like you that, that make it into incredible food. So we try, yeah, we yeah. try not to. We, <laughs> we, like I said, we try not to just screw it up. I mean, it's it's uh, you know I think if you're in, you know if you build houses, I mean, it takes great architecture and a great engineer, yeah, and then a great you know you know contractor and mill workers and all that. And I think cooking's you know no different. You know, yeah. I think chefs we get way too much maybe recognition or. Maybe sometimes too much blame in some cases, but <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I deserve it. But as far as the recognition, uh, uh, you know, it, you know, you can't thank enough people to bring, 
And when something comes to the table, there's, you know, yeah. there's, there's a hell of a lot of, you know, blood, you know, sweat, water, and tears that went into that. Yeah, absolutely. And someone like Mark that um, we, we talked to him the other day, and, like, he, he's doing this. It, it's the passion for him, right? It's like, oh, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get well, rich. Well, you can't fake like, it if you, nah. you know. I mean, here's the, here's the news flash of, uh, you know, a farm. I mean, we're here to raise money so the farm survives. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, that's that, there's no... You know, there's, it's no joke. I mean, and, you know, saving family farms and make sure they don't get disappear. And, you know, it's just not, uh, you know, those things didn't happen years ago and we're all good now. Yeah. You know, family farms are struggling. Farmers are struggling. Um, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're also so disconnected from where our food comes from. Yeah. And I think when you humanize anything, it becomes uh, uh, truthful and transparent. In this case... You see, uh, you know, a great farmer and a great human being. Yeah. And what's not to love? He's got great produce. Yep. And you find out, you know, uh, how, you, how you can work together yeah. to bring, you know, bring to the table and share with the community yeah. at, a, at a great value and not something that's, you know, elitist that no one can afford and, you know, uh, you know, trying to make food more accessible. And like I said, whether it's, you know, here at Reba or uh, Blue Sky Farms or Maya or Bob McClendon or, you know, the list goes on of, of of great people and great farmers, and yeah. and I think they all have something. They all do a lot of great things, but I think uh, you know we try to um, spread the love as much as as much as we can, and and uh, you know we can't afford to have any of them yeah. disappear. So I think it's uh, um, the least uh, we can do, and definitely my duty is a, a, a part of the equation to support those people yeah. and be accountable to that, and and have my you know have our or you know have you know, arm the public with, you know, that if it's important to you, well, it should be important to uh, the people you're buying your dinner from. Yeah. You know, to, yep. to you know, when we spend a lot of years just worrying about food that tastes good, and we should we should worry about those things. I mean, food that tastes good is no, you know, <laughs> that's a, that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> right. we'll always we're always gonna, you know, uh, you know, we go into the kitchen or put something on a plate every day. We wouldn't send it out if it wasn't delicious. But yeah. something delicious without without transparency or integrity or you know um is is uh shady at best yeah you know? yeah that's a good so, point yeah so we can use a lot more i think let people decide yeah. what it's worth you know yep uh, sometimes free is still too much and yeah sometimes 20 <laughs> bucks is the best money you ever spent so yeah. it depends on the situation I feel like uh, I feel like there's kind of a, a, a revolution going on where people are wanting, they're wanting stuff like this. You know, they're they're seeking out these. They know they're gonna, they might you know pay that premium to pay a little bit more, but they're into it. You know, they yeah. want to know where it's coming from. Well, I think you know here here's the thing. I think you know regardless of, this is not political by any uh, by any stretch of the means, but uh, on both you know uh, any side, you know there's a lot of, you know there's a lot of noise, you know and. You know, I would say it's a tomato, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever. You know, you consider the rumor, you can you consider the source. Yeah. But when you get to the source, it's it's a lot clearer to make you know to make sure we continue to trust our own intentions and guts and eyes and what we see. And yeah. Um. So when we you know we go we go and say, hey, I, I see that you know, I see those you know those mushrooms that we're gonna cut right now and and be on your plate in 24 minutes. Yeah. You know, there's there's uh there isn't you know. It's not us. It's not a curtain that you're not welcome yeah, to true. see behind. So I think, yep. I think, you know, a little bit more of that, you know, in our world would just kind of 
I think would be helpful. In all areas you know? of yeah, life, just right? Let, yeah. Let people see what, you know, let, let them make a decision what's, 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 uh, uh, what's worth it or yeah. not, you know. And yeah. um, it's, uh, it's, it's something that, you know, as a, you know, business owner or chef or, you know, a father, a husband, citizen, whatever. Yeah. You know, we go, I get the same thing. If I'm, you know, it's a, you know, you're, you're going to go buy a new car or a truck. You want to you make sure it doesn't break down. You want to know where it comes from. What, yeah. What, you know, what's the warranty? What, you know, and not just that it goes fast or it looks cool. I yeah. Mean, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of metaphors, I think, in, uh, uh, yeah, just the, the surface of anything. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So what do you uh, what do you got cooking up? You, you had this big ass pot, man. I had a big ass pot, man. We got a big ass party <laughs> to feed. You know, we got a big ass table. Yeah. Um, tonight, you know, we got things from the farm. You know, Mark yanked a bunch of things out of the earth, and we'll, we'll try to show them justice. Yeah. In this case, we started with a a, a local grain, um, a white Sonoran wheat. This one's from uh, BKW in, in uh, Marana, okay. Arizona. Okay. Um, and then uh, we did that like a risotto style. Nice. Um, it's all vegetarian, the theme, you know, uh, tonight. So we did a, a mushroom stock uh, and then uh, uh, some of the vegetables, a rainbow chard, you know, oyster mushrooms, um, uh, e-toy, e-toy onions, um, and uh, what else did I have in there? Oh, some, uh, some heirloom carrots. Nice. So it's just uh, kind of really good hearty. Kind of like a risotto, but not. And uh, yeah. hopefully you'll dig it. Nice. And uh, if we get you pounding some of these cocktails, <laughs> we'll have a better chance. But, uh, That's right. What is this? I like what, our chances. This is a, spritzer this, from. Yeah, spritzer from. This is from our friends over at Dos Cabezas. Brought some oh, nice. cool stuff. Nice. And uh, um, and then uh, the shop in Tempe's got some awesome beers. I mean, that's the thing. They're just they're just good people. I yeah. mean, you see for yourself. You know, you don't. You know, take my word for it. You know, I would say, you know, you want to know who I am, ask somebody else. And yeah. you want to know <laughs> it's true. who yeah. they are, just, you know, see for yourself. Yep, yep. You know, so I think it's, uh, there's a bunch of super, you know, uh, uh, um, really people that care about their community and yep. and um, uh, and their neighbors. And um, this is, uh, yeah, they kind of like the old barn raising. This is, a, you know, this is, you know, people show up and. Uh, what do you need? Let's just yeah. get it done. So, nice. uh, yeah, a little more of that would be cool. Yeah, things might get a little bit crazy here on the farm, huh? Well, you know, <laughs> in my age, you know. Uh, no. We'll see where it goes. No, no, yeah. no. It'll be, be all good. Just, you know, good, 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 good adult uh, fun here. Yeah, exactly. Well, Chris, thanks, man. I really oh, appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. It. My yeah. pleasure, man, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Enjoy it. All right, buddy. Enjoy bring, your bring, show. bring that big ass pot over yeah, here. Yeah, man. Me. It's you, brother. All good. Awesome. Counting on you. Hey, thanks, buddy. Hey, my pleasure. Appreciate it, man. So, uh, well, right. we got our, our next guest here. Who, who, who do we got? Uh, this is David Traina from Liberty Market, downtown Gilbert, Arizona. David, yeah. welcome to the yeah, show. Yeah, right here at Reba Farms. Yeah, supporting our man Mark. It's a pretty good time. This is pretty awesome. You're, yeah. you're now, I should let you know, you are uh, following up uh, Chris Bianca. So yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, so everybody can, um, you know, take a little break and, um, you know, yeah, 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 mellow out for a minute. Yeah. Nice. So well, so yeah. so tell me about uh, Liberty Market. Liberty Market's a uh, a restaurant.
restaurant in an old grocery store that's been serving Gilbert since 1935. Oh, wow. Nice. So uh, the original uh, place uh, was just the original grocery store. So it's pretty cool. We get people actually still from like way, way back in the day when it was original. Nice. Uh, come in and some of the old family. and But it's cool. People are like, hey, I used to work here. Uh, you know, I, I, I was a bus. I was a cart boy here or I did um you know i bagged here you know yeah. i did produce here so it's pretty cool it's kind of like a fun it's it is a fun place to work for the history of gilbert yeah and we get to serve it with breakfast lunch and dinner and food we love and serve the community and get these opportunities to work with guys like mark and get this wonderful produce from him so it's pretty yeah. it's pretty killer that's awesome yeah. man downtown gilbert's really really grown i i was there I think it was last week. Um, okay. I'm with uh, Arizona Food and Beer as oh, well. Okay, great. That's one of the brands. Yeah. I'm, I'm me and a partner have that, okay. and uh, so we're doing that walkabout June 7th, and uh, you guys are, are part yes. of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that'll be fun. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And so we we went down and met with uh, uh, the guys from uh, Brass Tap. Oh, okay, yeah. And I was blown away. I'm like, yeah. what? I didn't even know this existed. Like, like I'm on the phone with my wife afterwards. I'm like, yeah. all right, there is Liberty Market. There is uh, the, all the different places. Just yeah, we'll Liberty Market, that's all that needs to be mentioned. <laughs> right. That was all that I mentioned. I'm like, there's you other know, places. It's, it's amazing yeah. that um, we've been there. We'll be there 10 years as Liberty Market Restaurant this October. Wow, okay. So 10 years ago, there wasn't. There was Joe's Real Barbecue, our sister restaurant, our cousin restaurant, whatever you want to oh, call really? it. Oh, really? You guys are connected with yeah, Joe's? Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Joe's my business partner. And then um, the farmhouse, oregano's, um, a little taco shop, and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody else. But, <laughs> right, right. Um, Euro Cafe, I think, was still down there. So, but there wasn't. I would sit in the middle of Gilbert Road at times and just wonder if people were going to come, and they sure have come. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so you guys were the pioneers. That's you know, yeah, kind of. You yeah. know, I mean, um, yeah. People used to say to me, "You're you're opening a restaurant where?" Yeah, and I'm like, "There's this old great grocery store. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's got charm. We don't screw it up. It'll be pretty cool, <laughs> right?" So thankfully, you know, we haven't screwed it up yet. Yeah. So you know what? That's really cool because I, I don't think that there's uh, at least for me. So mostly with this show, I do breweries, right? So. One thing I'm envious about Tucson is like Borderlands, Crooked Tooth, Pueblo sure. Vita. They got those old brick buildings, yeah. you know. Yeah, so a lot of charm in Tucson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And since Tucson's smaller, it seems like it's a little more congruent. It's you know not you don't have to travel as far to yeah. get stuff. And the valley has that same charm and beauty. It's just small little pockets now. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think it's all starting yeah. to converge together. You yeah. Know? And it's, it's great when people take buildings and, you know, they make the decision not to, you know, bulldoze them. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they keep things and they, you know, that's, that's, that's a great way to do it too. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, Mother Bunch. I think Mother Bunch. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was an old grocery store too, right? I think so. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, yeah. I like that. I love the inside of that place. So, um, so what do you guys got going today? Like, what's so, what's on the menu? Um, we got just a simple squash dish. Okay. Um, everything on the menu is vegetarian tonight. 
So we did, Mark always has wonderful squashes. It's the time of the year for squash. We're probably two weeks away from tomatoes, which I was so bummed that yeah. I walked through his tomatoes uh, before searching. Maybe I'd find, if <laughs> yeah. I could find a hundred, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but um, we have just some simple squash rib- ribbons with squash blossoms, a little um, house-made breadcrumb mixture on top. Um, some hollyhocks and a chipotle vinaigrette. Ooh, so man. just something, you know, to make sure the squash tastes beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, if you nice. could see what we're talking about, you know. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll take some pictures yeah, before I devour yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> you guys are pairing up with, uh, I know the shop is pairing up uh, each of the dishes. Yeah, they have a beautiful, what is the beer they have? I was just talking to Davey. Um, I wish I had it in my hand. Um, we talked a lot about the beer, and he's super excited. It has a has a sweet nature to it. Okay. Um, and he's done a great job with this. I mean, he's just come up with, what, like six different beers off the cuff, just yeah. like, hey, hip, shoot from the hip, beautiful stuff. So yeah. it's cool. He's great at what they do over there at the they shop. They do some great stuff, man. Yeah. They're, they're, they're innovative. They're, they're, it's kind of the mix between, you know, that small – taking some chances but yeah. also being able to execute those those flagships Absolutely. consistently one yeah. after another yeah. you know yeah yep. it's good stuff yep. yeah so well i think we should probably go grab one of those beers right on let's do it thanks <laughs> Dave, man appreciate thanks, it yeah yep. bye-bye what did you say i said what the fuck <laughs> is going on <laughs> well the lady who needs no introduction <laughs> i've got uh tammy with me today and john from john? Uh, mountain sky farms Welcome to the show. John did not want to come onto the show. I don't. You were I'm, very, I'm a little gun shy. You're a little nervous. Yeah. He just doesn't want anybody to know about his secret life, but now everybody's going to uh, know. Ah, man. All 200 listeners. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, funny story to tell you guys. Uh, so, my wife, we have some bikers that live like a couple houses down. Now, this is like suburban bikers, right? Okay. You know, so not like, the you know. Index guys, or are we talking Harley guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, Harley guys. Okay. Like Harley guys, yeah. I grew up in like Ohio where there was like bikers, like hardcore bikers. So, you know, these guys are, they seem cool, but they're bikers. So, my wife was, they were taking the dog for a walk, and my six year old goes, She's like, Mom, why does that guy's shirt say fuck you? <laughs> she's like, What? She's allowed to read it. I know. Well, she's reading. She's at this point where she's reading everything. So, it's like, every time we go by the fucking kitchen, <laughs> fucking kitchen. <laughs> my yes. son is like, Mom. <laughs> fucking kitchen. That's awesome. All right. So, this is just a rite of passage for me to deal with this, right? Yeah. Okay. As, right, long, cool. as long as she doesn't randomly say it not on a t shirt, you're good. She's, fuck. Yeah. As long as she's reading. Yeah, yeah she's read, she knows how to read. That's like, true. Yeah. You're doing a great job like, as a dad. Fuck, it's empty. Thank you. Fuck, it's empty. Dad, I need more Fuck, fucking milk, so man. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so what are you guys doing here? This is We're here badass. supporting a local farmer. Yeah. Mark Ryan from Riva Farms, owner. Nice. Well, probably uh, top top three farmers in, in the state of Arizona, in yeah. my book. Yeah. yeah, and he's been doing it for what? Like, I think he said four years. I think he's going on close to a decade, I believe. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I was way off. Yeah, you're <laughs> a really long time. Maybe they moved to this facility. Okay. Yes, that's there you go. He was okay. over in uh, Gilbert, I believe, for several years, and okay. then he moved over here and gotcha. Building this land up. This used to be a former farm as well. Yeah, it was the Crooked Carrot, I believe. That's used what to. he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. They to took it so over, he's but he's he's really changing the way people even see vegetables. It's what do you mean badass. by that? Like what? Uh, how? It's making it exciting. Like yeah. every week he has different things that he's growing and he has chef challenges and just cool stuff that gets people involved. It forces them to be creative, yeah. not doing the typical thing. 
and which it's is cool. not you though you love doing the same I'll, thing all i do is the same She's thing so boring. like drink beer which is one of the reasons i'm here i'm yeah. very excited about the shop i'm so excited about the shop's beer um oh, it's just ma'am. so incredible the lineup of what they created the fact that they create it with these raw materials it's insane. I don't yeah. know. They brought I, hops in from South Africa, right? Was yeah, he, yeah, he has oh, this. Just right. for this. Yeah, th- yeah this he event. brought in this um, hop that he's using in one of the beers, but just the way that they're pairing it, it really says a lot. It, it's, I think it's one of the best ways to pay homage to what is going on here. So. Yeah. Well, that's a good point because the beer that they're matching the, um, I can't remember what they're matching up with Chris Bianca's dish, but they the wheat that they used was it's like same right. the white wheat right. like so not just a matter of hey this tastes good this matches with what you already make it's like let's have this foundational piece of there's the, so much thought yeah. that goes into it and the love of ingredients and that's one of the biggest things for me like the way yeah. people treat ingredients is fucking huge so yeah. they're doing it right i'm so excited to see their minds and what's going on and we're actually gonna head out to the dinner right now i know we gotta make this one quick i hope somebody <laughs> brings you beer because uh, i already I'm gonna had cry. one okay good because i was gonna cry if you can't have beer so dylan gave me permission you to gotta go get the full tasting beer. i'm sure yeah <laughs> oh yeah i just have to like keep myself Right, right. Okay. Pace it. Yeah, yeah. Pace, pace it, myself. Yeah. yeah. So but you got you. Have, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was say you have a farm as well. I do. I'm um, yeah. Mountain Sky Farms over okay. in North Snobsdale. It's what I like. I grew up there, <laughs> okay. so I call it North Snobsdale. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm on five acres. I'm not farming all of it. Okay. But um, I just sell to a few chefs. A little farmers market. And it I'm, grows beautiful, beautiful produce. Nice. She's just it's insane. Smell, it's insane. Um, yeah, stuff that people don't even realize grows out here. You have glacier lettuce, and people are like, what is this? It grows in Arizona? Like, it's hard to teach people about that stuff without showing them. Yeah. I don't know. You do beautiful stuff. So I appreciate thank you. it. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, do some root vegetables, and you have a greenhouse. Okay. Chicken. Carrots that taste like carrots. Carrots what? when you pull weird? them out of the ground. They so are you talking smell. about the ones, like the little ones that are like perfectly shaped and they smell yeah. like ammonia? Yeah. And okay. I soak them in chlorine for a couple hours, and then I sell them to chefs. Nice, and nice. And I love them. Oh, oh my God. God. Those are the best kind, yeah. yeah. Light them on fire before you eat them. No, I've had Plenty chefs Dr. take, uh, they've actually wanted, you know, maybe two-inch carrots, and they've crystallized them and put it on top of carrot cakes and yeah. things like that. So, nice. uh, Me and Mark are doing things different from what the big farmers are doing. That's how we can stay in business. Yeah. Is staying small and, and doing unique things and finding what chefs want to do. Menu planning. Okay. And that's one of the big perks of working with a small farm is nice. we can sit down with the chef and go, hey, I want to throw this dish in three months on, on my menu. and we can make that happen and nice. plant that specialty seed that they want and things like that. So That's cool. Have you always been a farmer? No, I actually was a golf pro for a while. Really? Yeah. Nice. Started as a golf pro and uh, ran some golf courses. And then I actually moved to Cabo San Lucas and sold some real estate. And then I came back uh, to came back home to Snobsdale <laughs> and, and bought some land and built a house. And started you know what? That's the American dream. Start a farm in Scottsdale. Hooking up with, <laughs> yeah, right? Hooking up with badasses with, like this oh, one over here. She's the best. She yeah. is the best. She's one of my her the favorite, favorite people ever. Aww. Yeah. Super Aww. talented. All the love. Nah, so you know. All the yeah. love. Well, I'm hungry. All right, guys. All right. Thanks for, thanks for joining in. Thanks. The Absolutely. sun is beating on my face. I need to go step I'll away for a little bit. Yeah. Bring it down. Cool. All right. Can you hear me? I can, I can hear you. You can hear me. <laughs> it's got the Hi, Barry man. White voice going on. <laughs> so we've got another guest with us. you want to introduce yourself? Hey, my name is Brian Ruffentine. I'm one of the uh, four owners at Garage East, a uh, local farm, Arizona farm winery in Gilbert. 
Nice, nice. I got my actually the editor of this show, uh, my good buddy Chris Dotson. Huge fan of you guys. Yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris is a huge local Arizona fan. So. You know, you know Chris. Yes. Ah, oh, well. nice, nice. Yeah. He's gonna be so excited. I'm not gonna tell him about this. Okay. Until he edits the episode. Awesome. Then I'm gonna get a text like, dude, you did, you had Brian on the on the show. So that's perfect. Uh, yeah. So um, heard great things about your place. So what what is? Can you kind of explain what it is? Well, so Garage East, we're uh, a local Arizona farm winery. We've been open for a year and a half now. Um, we're located in Agritopia, so Higley and Ray, um, in a community called Bar None or Barn One, or we've got a lot of um, Italian-influenced wines that we grow and, and okay. make into wine yeah. grapes that we grow. Um, we call it Barnone. Um, Barnone, yeah, it's, it's that's my fun. favorite one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's pretty fun. We make fun of it. Um, but uh, my wife and I are part owners with Todd and Kelly Bostock. They're the winemakers. Okay, they um, live down in Sonoida, where wine country is, um, southern Arizona, 4,400 feet elevation. Um, it's actually the oldest wine growing region in Arizona, really? um, okay. but not the largest. The largest is actually Wilcox, which is southeast Arizona, about 80 miles south or east of Tucson. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what's fun about that is there's over um, 95 wineries in Arizona. 90% of them get their grapes from Wilcox, whether they farm it themselves or they buy from other Arizona wineries that are farming down there. Wow, so, there's 95 in Arizona. Over 95. Over 95. That's yeah. crazy. I, yeah. I never would have guessed that. Yeah, and a lot of people don't. Um, what's fun about Arizona is that we're young. So we've yeah. been making wine, not we, but Arizona has been making wine um, since the late 80s okay. um, uh, for commercial use. And we've had some some ups and downs, some peaks and valleys. But we're last 10, 15 years, we've really been on a great uphill climb of folks that have been putting a lot of money and blood and sweat and tears and making some really great Arizona wines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, I think the Verde Valley has been the one, the area that's kind of escalated a little bit. I don't want to say escalated, but no. So the Verde Valley is an amazing area. And yeah. what they've been able to do is they've been able to capitalize on the tourism that was already there and highlight some great folks that are doing wine really, really well in Arizona. Yeah. Um, so there's three major wine growing regions in Arizona or, or wine regions. There's Sonoida, the oldest. Okay. Um, there's um, probably about 30 or so wineries down there um, that have tasting rooms. Great fun place to go. If you've never been to Southern Arizona, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, you climb up an elevation, you, you drive through Tucson, which you can have your own opinions about Tucson, whatever. But <laughs> right. you, you go into Tucson, and then you start climbing up into the high desert, yeah. rolling hills. It's actually where they filmed the movie Oklahoma, if you could believe that. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah. So just beautiful rolling hills, Chiricahua Mountains in the background, just gorgeous stuff. Yeah. Um, lots of wineries there in Sonoida. Okay. Um, Wilcox is a major wine-growing region. A lot of folks have some tasting rooms there, but okay. a lot of farming, a lot of um, vineyards, um, great farming community there. And then the Verde Valley. They've started planting grapes um, now, probably about five years into okay. it, and so they're trying to come into their own. They're they're um, trying to figure out what grows well up there in the higher elevations that have um, a little more water than what we've got um, down in Sonoida and Wilcox. But they're doing some great stuff. But they've been able to capitalize on the already tourism track that are in there. So there's some great tasting rooms up there. Yeah, yeah. nice. Well, and that's cool that you guys are. Like, you guys are not just, it's not just a wine bar, right? You guys make your own wine. Yeah. So yeah. here at Garage East, you know, we're located in Gilbert, Higley and Ray. Um, 
We make our own wine. Um, our license allows us to sell up to 20% of other Arizona wines. Okay. So what we like doing is highlighting some folks that are, are doing Arizona great. Um, yeah. So you can come in, have a wonderful glass of wine from us, but you can also grab one from uh, Caduceus or Callaghan Vineyards or Rune or lots of different stuff. We, um, we, we're having a lot of fun with it. One of, the, one of the most fun parts about my job is we're doing some winemaker dinners. Um, so we'll bring in a local chef, whether it's Dave Trainer from Liberty Market or okay. Tracy Dempsey from Tempe, pair him with a, a different Arizona winery and then sell tickets to it and have just a fun, casual backyard atmosphere dinner. Uh, we cap it at 40 people. We've okay. been doing it since December and we nice. sell out every month and we're having a great time with it. Very cool. Yeah. And um, I don't know. So forgive me if I f- forgot, but uh, whether it was before we started recording or after, but you guys... You don't serve food, but you can get food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it was right before we, we went on air here. Okay. And it, we, um, so part of the Barn One concept, the Barnone concept, <laughs> is we're, we're a village of craftsmen. So mm-hmm. we want to do what we do really well. I, I don't do food. I'm, yeah. I, I love food. You know, to look at me, I, I love food. Yeah. But we want to let the foodies do the food and do it great. Okay. And we want our guests to come and experience a wonderful glass of wine. Um, and I'll, I'll touch back on that in a little bit. But we want them to enjoy the food that they want to enjoy. So if that means they bring it from their favorite restaurant from across town yeah. or from their house or from one of the wonderful restaurants like the coffee shop or the farm grill or Uprooted Kitchen or Fire and Brimstone that's located right on property. Yep. You know what? We want to support them and, and honor our guests to let them have what they want to eat. Yeah. Um, we make a local meat and cheese board. So we source it from the pork shop out in Santan Valley and Crow's Dairy out in Buckeye and Hayden Flour Mills and Agritopia. We get some honey from um, um, the beekeeper that's right on property. Okay. So good, fun stuff. When dates yeah. are in season, we grab dates. And um, when it's um, harvest time, we'll bring um, actual varietal grapes up, like oh, Tempranillo nice. or, or okay. Pinot Gris, and, and let, put, throw that on the meat and cheese board. Let people you know, have a glass of wine and, like, you know, Two years ago, this is what that was, yeah. which is so great. That's it's really fun. cool. So yeah. we'll give you a snack, but we really want you to, to eat what you want to eat and get it from wherever you want. Yeah. You know? you know, that's a good concept because, I mean, a majority of what I do is uh, our, our breweries. I love beer. Like, beer is my thing. Um, and a lot of breweries are, are doing that. They're like, you know what? We make great beer. Yeah. Let's let somebody else make the food, give so many different options, whether it's close places where you can order from a menu or bring your own or whatever it is. I love it. Love I, it. I think it's great. Yeah. So my background before we opened Garage East, yeah. um, it, I was a firefighter. So I oh, retired okay. after 25 years of the fire department. Yeah. And there's two types of firefighters. There's um, uh, guys that work on engines and guys that work on, on ladders. Okay. And they're really polar opposites. So the guys that work on engines are hose draggers. Okay. You know, they run into a fire and they save the kids and they put out fires and with the water and the hoses. And they're hose draggers. Yeah, yeah. The ladder guys are knuckle draggers. Okay. <laughs> A lot like beer drinkers. Okay. So whenever a, whenever a knuckle dragger walks into our place looking for the brewery that's right next door to us, 12 yeah. West, I call it out. I'm like, hey, you're a knuckle dragger. You belong over there. And they're like, they look at me like, I could take you. And, yeah. like, and they probably could. But um, it's it's a ter- it's a term of endearment that you yeah. knuckle. I love beer, uh, yeah. but not as much as wine. But, you know, there's a place for knuckle draggers in the world. <laughs> that's right. I love that term, knuckle dragger. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound like a compliment. No, but. it's not. So so ladder guys, they just go in and they break stuff. But yeah, they, yeah. But they do it to make the hose draggers be able to do what they need to do yeah, to save lives. That's true. Yeah. That is very true. That's awesome. And so what are we drinking here? Like, so, this is this yeah. is amazing. Um, so you can't see it cause this is a podcast, but what we've got is a, um, a Sonoran spritz. 
So we, we made a house-made Campari. We took a white wine, um, had it distilled down into a brandy. We um, f put it and soaked it for three days with 22 different herbs and spices. Took that mixture, strained it off, um, put it with uh, a simple syrup that we made, and then back into the white wine and carbonated it. Nice. So if you were to travel um, to Italy and go anywhere in Italy, but mostly northern Italy, you would buy this at the gas station. You'd buy this wow. out of a vending machine on the corner. You'd buy this at every supermarket. Um, it's just what they drink. It's, yeah. it's called a spritz. So okay. a lot of times they make it out of an Aperol or a Campari. We decided to, to go on the on the bitter side, but it drinks like a wine cocktail. Okay. So we serve it in our in garage east with an olive, a lime, and an orange wedge over ice. Um light refreshing a little sweet on the forward palate but then a lot of bitters like a cocktail on the back end yeah um yeah so very fun. much so yeah 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 and we, we're having a great time with this so we, we've got some folks um we sell it obviously where we make it at garage east but um a bunch of folks are are um got it on on their uh, wine list you know nice. pala is a great new restaurant in, in phoenix 24th street mcdowell yep. he's carrying it arizona wine collective down in tucson they've got it um the four seasons if you want to go up there and spend uh, some some money they, they got yeah. it on their wine list so nice. yeah good fun stuff now you were telling me earlier too about like uh the way you guys like with with kegging the wine right yeah. or like th that's because I was telling you the name of the podcast is Tap That AZ. Tap That AZ. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So that fits right into us because, um, you know, there there's a whole aspect to being green and earth friendly. And, and um, we respect that. Um, but we also recognize that, you know, typical wine, um, although in air, in America has a lot of pretense that comes with it, a lot of snobbery almost. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, wine is amazing. And it's and there's so many different things out there to learn about wine and love about wine. And there's so many different varietals and types of wines that it really can touch anybody. Um, but what it what it's not is something to be honored and sacred. It's not right. sacred. Okay. It's something that to be an additive to the, the conversation and the community that you brought, whether it's to our place or whether it's to your living room or your backyard, okay. um, to add to the conversation or add to the meal and the complement the food, but not to be placed on a shelf and this mystery around it. Yeah. So, you know, you, you travel across Europe and um, all over the world and it's a way of life. You just, you, you grow up with wine and it's, and you just know it and you learn about it. The, um, the village wine shop um, in Italy or in France, you stroll down in with your jug and you walk up to a tap, you fill it up and you, you give them a pocket full of change and you walk on your way. Ah, interesting. Um, we want to be that, that kind of that village or that neighborhood winery. So come on in, have a wine off tap and keg that we haven't put in bottles. So we haven't yeah. paid a lot of money for bottling and labels and closures and labor to do all that, only for you to walk in and for us to open that bottle, pour you a glass of wine, and now we're filling a recycling plant full of bottles. Interesting, um, yeah. We put it in kegs, and then if you want a ticket to go, we'll throw it in a uh, crown cap, like a, like a beer bottle almost. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll fill it on site. Um, let you take it home with you that way or in a or in a can so we we do nice. 500 milliliter aluminum cans um, we've got these beautiful canning machines dixie canning machines or we'll put in a liter for you so nice. we, we we're doing some great fun stuff we've got a um um, breakfast wine, so we take fresh citrus from the farm, um, whether it's uh, Agritopia or neighbors' backyards or front yards, they bring us some um, Oro Blanco grapefruits or Meyer lemons or navel oranges. 
blend it with a white wine and carbonate it so it drinks like a mimosa just better Ooh. we'll put it in a, a liter can for you and you take that camping or to the lake and you just made all your friends day yeah you know? Yeah. That's awesome. That's a different take. I like that. It, it is a different take, especially for wine. So yeah. the, uh, the the knuckle draggers have been doing that for a while. <laughs> but, you know, the, yeah. there, there's no reason you can't take wine wherever you take a beer. Mm-hmm. You know, there shouldn't be a reason. Right. You know, whether it's down at Havasupai Falls on, you know, up at the Grand Canyon, bring some you're not allowed to. It's illegal to bring wine down there. Don't bring wine down there. Don't and quote it, Brian if, on that one. <laughs> and, if, and if you knew that I went down there and you thought that I had wine, it wasn't me. That <laughs> was not. It was not me. <laughs> Seltzer water. <laughs> but it was a can that was easy to pack out. That's right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's awesome. And we got some uh, We got some, some jerk in the background here. Did you hear him? Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He's... We're not eating him tonight, though. No. This is no. an all-vegetarian meal. It was meal. an all-vegetarian meal. You know yes. what? Shout out to uh, Rivia Farms. This oh, is an yeah. amazing night and a great thing to... To local Arizona, to local farming, and to um, great restaurants that support local farms. Oh, absolutely, man! Yeah. I, I love this. This is this is great. And I mean, I live pretty much on the other side of the world. I'm, I'm at like 19th Avenue and Joe Max, so that's a drive for oh, me. Oh yeah, yeah. I call Joe my Max. W- that's where you used to have the Boondockers. The what? The Boondockers. The, oh yeah, that's that was a thing back in the 80s for uh, high schoolers. Okay, that was like there was nothing out there. There was there, nothing probably. out there. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. Now it's now there's you know. USAA and like five like uh, car washes and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but no man thanks for doing this I I, I got to make it over I got to make it over Garage East um, yeah check out you yeah. guys take twenty minutes don't go to the brewery first come to us yeah, first yeah. get a spritz okay have some chips and olives we serve complimentary chips and olives we don't usually do that for the for the knuckle draggers right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then go over to 12 West and enjoy a good good IPA. Okay, all right, awesome, Brian. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I I can, I got we got the ducks getting uh, in on it, dude. I'm telling you, the, the ducks, ducks haven't said shit this whole time, and now I hit record, yeah, now, and there they, yeah, there they are. There they are. There they are. The the ducks. Yeah. <laughs> they're coming into the podcast. There was a uh, there was a, a rooster that just I'm like, dude, you have to wait till the morning. He's just like he was on patrol. He was trying to chase me down, actually. <laughs> yeah, he was intimidated by me. He didn't like me. <laughs> he looked at you. Who's, who's this guy? Uh-huh. Fuck him. Yeah. Descendant yeah. of a dinosaur chasing us around the farm. <laughs> That's right. I may or may not have screamed. I so. think you did. I, I might have video footage. Was there. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe not on record. He got a little aggressive towards us. We were just trying to take some pictures. Yeah. Bye. Come on, dude. This is a vegetarian meal. Like, don't make this. Well, they, they have they have. A bone to pick with me. They do. Well, first introduce yourself so we know who the... the oh, um, I'm Craig Plevec, uh, the owner of uh, Fire and Forge, uh, co-owner and founder. And uh, this is... Uh, I'm Zion Cully. I work for Craig. Zion? My, my main man when it comes to kimchi and fermentation. Oh, nice. You know the fermentation side of things. I do. Are you responsible for that big pickled jar in the front of the truck? Oh, those peppers? Yeah. <laughs> no, that, they did that at the beginning. Uh, I make the kimchi, the sauerkraut, okay. sometimes nice. or whatever we can. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How long have you been with Fire and Forged? Uh, about a year now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice man. He's he's helped me with a lot of projects before, and then uh, we worked together for Culinary Dropout in uh, in Tempe. Okay. That's where we met. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's a good guy to work for right here. It's pretty solid. Quite the guy. <laughs> there was some hesitation there. Well, it depends on <laughs> depends on who you ask because Craig broke a golden rule here at the uh, dinner tonight. Oh yeah. Uh, what so the hell I... happened? Like there was a lot of people that were fall. It was like a cartoon where you see like the scent 
like odor mm-hmm. thing, you know, and people everybody were, started smelling their nose was what like, I was secretly doing in the yeah, back. Yeah, uh, you weren't real secret about it though. You were pretty. Uh, no, I, I, I had a I had a few guests that did not know that it was a completely vegetarian meal yeah. and requested that I secretly sear off some dead animal. <laughs> Was the animal dead when you got here? I it was dead when I got here. You brought well. <laughs> I have I have I have brought I have desecrated the uh, <laughs> I've desecrated these lands. I've seen Craig was Everybody's like, like man, it smells so good, like garlic <laughs> yeah. and rosemary and thyme, and like what's going on? And I'm just like in the corner. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I Sasha. I, uh, what Sasha? You have you have. <clears throat> But I mean, in my in my honest, but my, <laughs> Sasha, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sasha will have just her chance to know to her, her, and she's already just like <laughs> broke her heart. <laughs> no, I I mean, it, it, as a whole, it wasn't necessary though. Like honestly, the food tonight was so amazing, yeah. and for for vegetarian food to like be that wholesome and good, and just naturally, just like this is awesome. Yeah, like, that's just that's that speaks a lot about the farm. And also a lot about the chefs that are working here. Yeah, I just had a couple of people that weren't prepared for that that <laughs> to make that step. That's so. like a, that's like an itchy type of moment. Like, oh yeah, shit, you know, there's no I'm meat. A, like, I'm, oh, uh, I'm starting to. I'm getting hives from no meat. I just did quick. <laughs> Reverse <laughs> <laughs> meat sweats. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we 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 grilled off uh, two steaks and uh, chopped them up for them and hit them in the corner from everybody else. So. Oh, you, did, you, you made them separate from the table then. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 I'm like, you can't be like across people's noses, like no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, like, yeah, like oh yes. Uh... I think people smelled it though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. For miles away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My wife texted me from like North Phoenix saying, "Hey, you guys have a steak there? <laughs> <laughs> what? it came with a steak? Yeah. But no, you're right. There's awesome chefs here. Like there are like uh, Chris Bianca with that uh, that risotto. Like with those mushrooms that are in the container, like what mm-hmm. twenty feet from us. Yeah, it's such a cool spot. That and is honestly that soup. Uh, everybody coming together, making that happen, and so and it was so cool because it was everybody was kind of like throwing ideas, and it was like adding to this amazing. There's this general idea like we're gonna make kind of like this this from the garden soup, and then it's like oh let's add some cheese, oh let's add some oil, oh let's add some greens, and it's like. Yeah. The way that all came together was just, it was fluid. It was fun. Like, yeah. uh, Chef Bianco said it best. He was like, that was a blast. That's yeah. like, that's why I cook. Like, and something that would have been, could have been like high stress, like very negative, like everybody angry, you know, like it was something that was fun and exciting. And mm-hmm. you did a phenomenal job. It was, it was, it turned out great. We're going to bring so on cool. Sasha in a minute. Yeah. She's going to yeah. tell Sasha's us all gonna, about yeah, it. Soup. Yeah. Sasha brainchild behind that kind of kind of took kind of took it by the reins and like made it happen and that's like that's so cool and it's like when you unfortunately when you get a bunch of chefs and a personalities together like it tends to be like everybody's trying to take control and like right. nobody really works together and in that instance it was like we all came together it wasn't about any one person like and that's kind of this chef group here tonight is really amazing they're very collaborative very cool yeah. sasha you gotta come over yeah, here you yeah you gotta come over my here. microphone is like it's I, I i'm not i shouldn't be in this I think, <laughs> so. this I think this entire evening was designed for taller people than myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, like, i felt so bad i left you up there with the day. That's i was like right. yeah, that's yeah right. go up to i the don't stage. mind at all i have to say though fire and forge was one of my favorite uh one of the reasons that Shop Beer Co. was one of my favorite experiences because you guys made me a vegan charcuterie platter 
and uh. and I don't remember who made it, but they put a whole heap of French fries at the very top of it, and <laughs> it was so good. Like I can't think of, I mean, Holy. my restaurant is is quite you know yeah. health oriented, but I cannot think of something that I would want more at the end of the day than French fries <laughs> and a cold beer. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But well, um, you know, it's 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 fun. We try. We actually try to do a lot of. Uh, veg-centric stuff. And oh, yeah. That pickled cauliflower is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, so good. Yeah. And there was a jam that came with it. Mm-hmm. The spaghetti oh, squash marmalade. I remember that. It was yeah. so good. That, yeah. Was that you? Yeah. Yeah. I the made one that. like, can yeah. you just put a heap of French fries? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I remember that. I think that. everyone expects chefs wow. to eat so elegantly, and yeah. we get to with places like yours, but... At the, I mean, after you're plating dozens and dozens of meals every day, you really just Fries. want something that's <laughs> mega delicious. Yeah. You just, you just want it. You want a hug. Yes, you know? on a yeah. plate. You just want a hug <laughs> right. on a plate. Especially since you've been battling that plate all day long. <laughs> 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 <So>. <laughs> oh, but yeah, man. how did you guys get started? Um, so we, we, we met the guys at the shop before they opened up and we kind of just, formed a collaboration with them. We kind of have an image of what we wanted to do and the food we wanted to do. And it wasn't very, it wasn't very bar. It wasn't very, uh, it wasn't even that brewery. It was brewery in the sense that like it's approachable. Right. It's like we don't have like nachos. Right, right. Uh, it took us almost a year and a half to, Which I'm a huge year fan to get of wings because on. Yeah. Let me tell you, as a vegan, you go up to a place and you ask them for vegan nachos and they're like, you want chips and salsa. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want vegan nachos. Why don't you put some effort into this? And they're like, no, no, no. Chips yeah. and salsa. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you sure, man? <laughs> but yes, I agree with that. Like, Yeah, and it's it's really, it's kind of fun, especially with Mark Ryan here in Riva Farms is like, he comes up to you and I, the, my favorite thing about Mark is like, he just grows stuff because it's fun to grow. And then he'll just come up to you and be like, Hey, by the way, I have like a couple hundred pounds of this radish. Nobody's heard of, or this crazy so, melon. And it's like, lie that he tells you guys that Mark just brings me produce. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm getting. We have like a, just a budget where I'm like, all right, this is what I want to stay within, which he blows all the time. And I will come in and he'll just be like unloading boxes, and we make a new menu each week. Yeah, and so that's you know, amazing. I'm like, well, all right, we've got like an entire walk-in full of beets, so I guess that's what we're all eating for the next oh, week. A beet beet menu, baby. Yeah, it's but it's I mean, you're right. He's a treasure because like it's so cool. And there's like walking around the farm is like we're finding like these little like me and Zion are still trying to figure out. Are is, those lychees? Is that a lychee tree right there? I'm going to go check it. Hold on. Okay. She's going to verify. For, I, I think those are lychees. There's right? another fruit that looks I, like lychees that's kind of like that. But I'm like, mm. She's checking it right now. She's no? verifying. So what, what, is a, what is a lychee? A lychee is, uh, well, I'm going to explain it to you like an Indian because I don't actually know what it is scientifically. Okay. But <laughs> it looks like, like an acorn mated with a grape and it's baby mated with a watercress so it's a very like it's a very thin-skinned red fruit and it has uh, a large pit in the center and this gelatinous very very sweet once it's ripe i just bit into that not sweet so maybe that's (laughs) like you ate that like you took a little i mean it's on the farm, it. right? It's true. Mark yeah. does have insurance, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, he should so. have a yeah. little bit, right? right. <laughs> um, 
But that looks a lot like Rumbathon. I know Rumbathon is a tree. It's kind of similar family or family. But um, oh yeah, so they they have the the same kind of build. Similar, yeah. I don't similar. know. I don't know what you would use. I've seen those before in the store, but I don't know what you use them for. I've never just eat it. It's yeah, such a up. such a delicious fruit. It's mm. really great for your body. Um, I grew up eating these uh, oh. Rumbathon or rum, Rambutan, <laughs> Rumbathon <laughs> and Mangosteen um, are really popular in South India where I grew up. As really? is uh, lychee and mm. so I mean I I could eat that by like I would turn whole bear on that tree <laughs> if that was a lychee tree <laughs> like well, that's we what, were, no, that that's what I it. love you about coming out here five yeah. foot one inch of bear <laughs> like, just growling and everything yeah. I, yeah. that's what I love about coming out here is like you explore the farm and it's like he's got a whole back wall of banana trees Yes, like, which, oh, by the way, my mom yeah. has hustled Mark so many times for those bananas. When he first opened, uh, it was a tiny communications uh, firm that he started wheatgrass out of. And mm -hmm. that's how 24 Carats became his customer. And uh, my mom would go with me to pick up our wheatgrass and our microgreens every week. And she would spend the, like... 30 minutes that I was there just picking it up, hustling Mark for banana plants. Like, <laughs> you're not going to know how to grow that one. Give it to me. You're not going to know what to do with that. Like Give it to me. Yeah. Like she was totally yeah, yeah. bullying him. And now, nine <laughs> years later, or eight years later, I don't know, a long time later, yeah. they're growing. They're fruiting. Yeah. So we actually have bananas in our backyard, my mom's backyard. So if she catches wind of that, like... Mark better lock the gates because. <laughs> Do not tell her mom Do not about tell the bananas. Mom. <laughs> uh, and and then like even that, but like the apples and the peaches that he's got going, like yeah. his his apple trees. You were trees. telling me about the uh, pomegranates too. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. So I came to the farm a year ago when he just had moved onto the property. Like he had no structures. He had literally transplanted here, put rows of crops down to keep his operation growing, you know, take care of the soil and everything else. But he was in transition. And Ooh, guys, there I was, think my dessert's up. Oh, it's up? Go check it out. Okay, all yeah, right, all right. Do you? <laughs> he, uh, he had all these rows in the back that you see next to Chicken Town, because yeah. you got to get down to oh, Chicken yeah, Town. Oh, yeah, downtown Chicken Town, yeah. Um, but he had these pomegranate plants in front, and he's like, yeah, these came with the property, and they were just, like, really, like, they, they nobody before he came on the property apparently had taken care of them. Yeah. And then now I look at them, and they're, they're fruiting. They're like ten times the size as they were, and I'm like, holy cow! Like this good. is, then they're good. They're Very good. Crazy. Well, he was telling, telling like, so when we did the podcast to like to promote this event, um, he said he had like a maybe five day window because he had to keep operations going. So he yeah. moved like I think he said like twenty something miles from the old place to this place without breaking like business. Yep. So it wasn't like, hey, shut it down for two months while we do this. He's like, no, I have orders I have to get out Thursday. Yep. Like what? That's insane. We were we were a customer, or we were working with. Yeah, we were we we had a relationship with him uh, when he went in through his transition, and he still delivered, didn't break any service for us. Like That's still delivered crazy. that Thursday, and we were kind of like, do, do you want a week? Like we will give you it. Like we're cool. We get it. Like I I just moved into my new apartment, and I'm just like I'm dying right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people use that excuse though too. Like, oh yeah, I can't do that for six months. I just moved. Yeah, Mark's yeah, I like, just yeah, I, I'll get that to you at six o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but as the guy market and like okay, he's yeah. amazing, amazing. And I'm like seeing the barn built, everything else, and seeing everybody come together in this space. Like, 
totally different. Absolutely. And, and, and getting attacked by roosters, like, it's just, it's good times here. Oh, yeah. It's it, amazing. It keeps your reflexes sharp, yeah, you know? Right? I've chopped so many roosters in the last <laughs> three hours. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. But uh, I'm going to have some crooked eggs coming out here. But yeah. uh, I don't think that makes sense, does it? Next <laughs> look at me like, what no. the fuck are you talking about, dude? Hey, that, man. That's, that's where our chicken eggs and our duck eggs for the truck come yeah. from. Oh, yeah. You know? They're, they're amazing. What so, Thanks for joining. My pleasure, man. Thank you again for having us. Thanks for the steak. Great time. Hell yeah. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Well, it uh, was not Craig. Thanks, brother. Like you don't want to move forward with it, or if I, I don't ask hard questions. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's so the can, hard ones. I'm not. I'm not. That's all right. About. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, no, no. So we're here. We're, we we've got another guest with us. We're dro- enjoying lots of food here from the chefs at the event here and I have another guest with me. So would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I would. My name is Kate. Okay. I am from Fungalicious Gourmet Mushroom Farm in Chino Valley, Arizona. Mm. And I brought um, product for Mark uh, to actually grow mushrooms. I have a mushroom farm laboratory where I prepare spores and spawn in order for other farmers to produce the product for restaurants and events like this one. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been here, and this is a beautiful farm. I am so pleased to be here. This is great. I, I love it. Even And even people who were here like a month ago, they're like, this didn't look anything like this a month ago. Right. So he's working his ass off. Right, he yeah. is. I was at the other farm, and this is a new location for him, and I do not know how he does it quickly, efficiently, effectively, and gorgeously. Yeah. <laughs> is gorgeously a word? It needs to be. Yeah, After you take a look at the food in this farm, it's beautiful. Well, if there is a, if that is a word in the dictionary, it needs to have a picture of Mark. That's correct. And the overalls <laughs> and the tie-dye, right? That's right. The, the sign- if, any, if there was ever a signature look, He's got it. Do you know I'm a, I'm a student at Yavapai College, and Mark is also uh, a speaker there. Oh, really? And someone was looking for the classroom several months ago when Mark was speaking. I said, look for overalls and a tie-dye, and uh, that's Mark. <laughs> and uh, just hug him first and then introduce yourself because you'll yeah. be glad you did. Yes. So, yeah, it was fun. He's great. Like, he, he is. I, I met him for the first time three days ago, two, mm. three days ago. Yeah, and he just, he just blew me. His passion. That's oh, what I like. my That's goodness. Why he does it. Like, yes. You can't do something like this, like, oh, I'm going to do this for the money. No. Oh, no. No. He loves it. Oh, no. Yeah. He is gathering used agricultural product to be able to put back into compost. He is very careful about the chemicals he uses. He's, he's very passionate about good food, yeah. healthy food, clean, safe, safe for the environment and people. Yeah, he is. He's the real deal. For sure. Mark is the real deal. He really is. And we're so lucky to have him here in Arizona. Absolutely. Really. I mean, it's it, so what I do is mainly a beer podcast, um, Arizona craft beer, but I do spirits, um, coffee once in a while. But stuff like this, I mean, it's all of these um, industries are all coming up together. Absolutely. Right? All these right. breweries are young, distilleries are young, coffee roasters, all everybody is, it's a young scene, but it, we're, we're gaining some momentum. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. when Mark's associated with it, there is fewer steps because he he's able to see what's going to work from the get-go. That's so there's true. less time wasted, yeah. less money wasted. And I can't wait to try the mushroom beer. I haven't tried it yet. Apparently, uh, there's 
hopefully I can meet someone here this evening that actually brews beer out of the oyster mushrooms that he oh. grows here. And it's a popular beer. And uh, I'm going to try it. <laughs> if you find it, let me know because I want to try it too. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the, the mushroom container that he has over yes. there, that's that's awesome. Right. Yeah. You right. Know, you're almost like, like, I almost feel like I'm listening to like some slowed down reggae when I walk in there because you've got the mist and just, yes. it's awesome. Yes. Yeah. The humidity is about 80% in there. Yeah. The temperature is perfect in there. And I, I have grown mushrooms for years, but I just walked into that room and started my video oh, because yes. I wanted to take that in and take that home myself. Yeah. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. I was so yes. blessed to meet him. I met him through a friend that was also a student at Yavapai College. Okay. So when I started the mushroom business years ago, he got on the phone with Mark and we had our first conversation. So uh, I've just been real blessed with that because our methods are, are a little bit different because our climates are different. I'm, yeah. I'm up in the Prescott area, so the humidity is different and the outside temperature is different. It makes a big difference. Yeah. So uh, I have learned a great deal from him. And he's fun. If you don't know Mark, you're missing out. The yeah. man is fun. <laughs> he is. So does he call you and say, what the hell, like, for, like, advice, or does he just wing it, like, with, with the mushrooms? No, he knows what he's doing. Okay, He's okay. done it longer than I have, uh, gotcha. except I, I had the availab uh, availability of having uh, a laboratory at the college, so I was able to get in there and do the work in the lab that is all that pre-work before you uh, actually fruit gotcha. the mushrooms. Okay. There's seven different steps. It starts with the spore from the cap of the mushroom and then to a Petri dish and then six additional steps okay. there. Um, and most farmers don't do that. They can't. Yeah. And I don't need to tell him any part of, yeah. of what he does because I have learned both portions of it. Okay. But we do bounce off of one another on yeah. occasion. But uh, And the guy has the recipes. If you need to know how to cook real food that is healthy and flavorful and makes you feel good about yourself and the planet, yeah. you, you need to like ask Mark because... I am a great cook, and I'm asking him for shroom recipes. So. <laughs> right, right. Well, <laughs> we that's what together. This, that's what this event is about, too. Like, all these great chefs, like Chris Bianca's. Have you got to try any of the food? I haven't. I just oh, walked in the door. Oh, man, and Mark told you to come over and talk to me yes, first. Yes, yes. I mean, I appreciate that, Mark, but we got to get you some food. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Chris's, Chris Bianca's um, mushroom risotto. Holy oh, shit. I bet. Right? It's vegetarian, right? Everything yes. everything here tonight is vegetarian, right. except for Craig from Fire and Forge. He snuck in steaks. <laughs> but uh, we won't tell anybody about that. We already did, so it's too late. Um, but those mushrooms, like you don't need meat when you have those, right. those good, full, like... Uh, when people man. think of a mushroom, they think of the button mushrooms or yeah. a portabella. Yep. These don't taste anything like that. No. They are so flavorful, and so the aroma is amazing. And even though Mark grows several different kinds of oyster mushrooms, the flavor profile of each of them are so different that you have to have them all to be able to mix and match with whatever else you're preparing. But, right. yes, I'm going to try the risotto. All right. Yeah, and the mushroom beer. Can they go together on the same plate? Why not? Why not? I think they were made to do that. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, thank you very much. I'm not going to hold you up anymore. Get some food. Thank you for joining me. It was a pleasure. Thank yes, you so much. Awesome. Mm. I'm eating a Parisian carrot right now. So mm -hmm. good. <laughs> so, 
I have a very special guest with me now. Aww. Would you like to introduce yourself? You were already on the podcast. I was. I kind of commandeered like a pirate. Um, <laughs> my name is Sasha. I am the, uh, I guess, the chef and the owner of 24 Carrots. You say you guess. Yeah, it's still weird for me to call myself a chef. Like, that's not my background. I was a biochemist once upon a time. Really? Until I never practiced as a biochemist. (laughs) That's what I got my (laughs) degree in. Um, And I I kind of jumped ship. And when my family asked me what I was planning on doing with the rest of my life, I told them I was going to open a restaurant. I had no idea how. Um, Why? So I, (laughs) God knows. (laughs) Uh, I ask myself that every day. But um, no, no, truly, um, I think it was because I had always really loved the service industry. Okay. I love the creativity and the camaraderie that comes with being in a kitchen. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of shown my affection through food. Okay. And so what better way to live than, you know to breathe that every day so when I was growing up I didn't know that being a chef was an option I came from a family of doctors and lawyers and engineers and scientists and they kind of pigeonholed me into thinking the same but I was really blessed one of those yeah yeah things yeah well I mean I can't blame them they were first generation immigrants here okay and um you know they didn't know any other way to survive yeah I was really lucky to be born into the family I am because my parents, my uncles, my aunts were all very open-minded when I told them differently. Yeah. And they were really supportive. I wouldn't have been able to open 24 Carats without my cousin's help. Okay. Um, so fast forward 10 years. This this Thursday, it'll be 10 this years. This Thursday? I know. Ah, my mind is blown. That's awesome. Um, I mean, at the risk of dating myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, 10 years. <laughs> but, uh. Wow. So it's still really hard for me to think of myself. I, I was offered you a chair before. But you said no, no, no. no. I Do I? No, no, no. no I was okay. saying because you're so mind blown. I am. <laughs> I am a little mind blown. I think there are a few moments in your life that literally sweep you off your feet. And Mark and I kind of grew up in our businesses together. Yeah. When I first met Mark, he was in a tiny warehouse and, uh, I was just getting wheatgrass from him, the occasional microgreen. And my mom was like haranguing him about banana plants all the time. <laughs> she has. I think yes. she has some of them at this point, right? Yeah, I yeah. was a juice bar. Yeah. And I told Mark at one point, you know, I would love to make some recipes for your blog. And he said, all right, let's try it. Yeah. And today I get to work with some of the best chefs in the valley. Yeah. Um, and I get to serve just such warm-hearted people in a terra that is crafted, cultivated, and, you know, I guess infused by somebody I greatly, dis- you know, respect and admire. So yeah. I think right now I am a little swept away by the moment. Yeah, that's awesome, though, because, I mean, what – and this is – I mean – you guys are awesome chefs. I mean, you've got, I mean, who are the people we have here? Chris Bianca. We've got you. We've got Dave from Liberty Market. Oh Micah. my gosh. Micah's from Phoenix City Grill. Yes. Corey yes. from, um, where's Corey from? 
you know, I don't Sorry, know. Corey. I just met Sorry, Corey. Corey. Yes. I met Corey. Corey was awesome. Like he was, he was oh, he's jumping into the star. soup, which we were jumping in and we're getting into the soup here in a second. <laughs> but, uh, but Corey was like, he's doing shit. And I'm like, dude, how you feeling? He's like, this is great. Like he loved it. Oh yeah. So you guys had to improvise the soup. So let's, we did improvise story. the soup. Yeah. Um, I feel very much like I do this on the daily yeah. because I never really know, like for the longest time when I first started cooking, when I first started cooking at 24 Carats, the juice bar, I only had a uh, little, um, I had a little oven. Yeah. I didn't make granola in. I had a fries plug-in griddle that like up until that morning thought that its sole purpose in life was to make like dad's pancakes on a Saturday morning <laughs> once every six months. Yeah. And here I was using it like eight hours a day. Yeah. Uh, and I had a rice cooker that had a heating element on one side and I would have to spin it with one hand and saute uh, with the other. And that's how I It wasn't designed cooked. that way. No. It just happened to work that I way. I wasn't even designed that way. <laughs> like, I mean, um, but today we, we ended up in a situation where we needed one extra course. And uh, we didn't have very many tools that we readily knew about. We weren't entirely sure what the, uh, you know, the larder of ingredients we had were. But what was so incredibly beautiful and I can't believe I got to be a part of it was uh that every chef listened to each other and I got to learn from you know just magicians in the kitchen and uh and I just can't believe I got to be a part of it that was awesome so well you kind of spearhead I know you're kind of downplaying it a little (laughs) bit right but but Craig from Fire and Forge also awesome chef involved with this this event but he said that you kind of spearheaded your your mind would just started turning I love vegetables, and I really think that, um, you know, the essence of, uh, I'm a vegan chef, and the essence of what a vegetable is is what really draws me to it. So I love beets that are earthy, and that's what we decided to go off of. Um, We had thought about making, like, a carrot soup, and Mark said, oh, I've harvested all these beets. You want them? Of course we want them. (laughs) Let's go for it. Then he found this uh, super slow but trusty juicer that we turned it on and i thought this thing was gonna like rip and roar and like five minutes later we have three ounces of juice (laughs) so you know all right what's going on with this and then from there i started chopping up all of the herbs that i had brought for uh from mark actually for my cakes into this um into this mix and uh, Chris Bianco offered uh, some bread, which he he toasted on an open flame. So I got this I beautiful. Saw that. That was, oh, like what? Like where does that come from? Ah, uh, you know, I don't know, but my goodness, thank God it was here. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was so delicious. So I had this like unctuousness. So then at that point we're like, all right, we we've got this in our mind as a gazpacho, and uh, we used some. Um, beautiful pickled veggies uh, as kind of that vinegary tang because yeah. we didn't really have a tang in there yet. Um, and then, uh, well, and then we, we had a moment there where we were like, oh, look at this delicious soup we made. And then we looked out and we're like, oh my God, we need 60 servings and we have four <laughs> cups. Like, <laughs> uh, where Here's did we drop, go wrong? Like a medicine yeah, dropper exactly. of soup each And person. then I start asking, like, how big are these bowls? <laughs> like, what's going on? So... We, uh, we decided to go full-fledged with the gazpacho, so we started nice. adding some really delicious um, Italian olive oil, um, ice water to kind of bring it all out. Um, and then they added in—I'm um, I'm vegan, so I didn't, I didn't get to uh, 
conceive of this part, but thank goodness, like, like I, I've never seen two people be like, oh my God, I have this crema, I have this cheese. And so they added a peppercorn feta to it, um, or a peppercorn, uh, yes, uh, feta to it, and a um, horseradish cork crema. Interesting. Um, and then I made this, uh, well, I thought it was being really clever. <laughs> and I dehydrated these beets for like three days yeah. and then pulsed them with like freeze-dried strawberries and raspberries and salt and peppercorns and all this stuff to put on my cakes. Well, <laughs> I ended up putting it on the soup. So oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, like a, like so on we, the top of the soup? Yeah, ah. so, so we have this delicious base of the soup with dozens of pickled veggies, which we're munching on now. Yeah. Um, and uh, this creamy horseradish base. And then on top of that, we added the uh, the feta yeah. with uh, olive oil and some uh, microgreens of arugula, uh, which is nice and peppery, yeah. you know, and uh, a little bit of um, a little bit of oregano from the farm. Okay. And then we topped it off with this weird pixie dust that I made. <laughs> but you know what? Pixie All of dust us prayed in at least like five denominations, and right. then out it went. So <laughs> watch people like, what are they gonna do? Gonna yeah, do yeah. Uh, they would have suddenly watched all of us show up as creepers. Like, yeah. oh, are they eating it? What's going on? Just Ooh, your eyes like over it? the fence. Like, yeah. just, like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, and that's that's the magic of it. You yeah. know, um, it's been a dream of mine to cook with Chris Bianco. I don't I don't know. I have Mark to thank for it and Chris for saying yes and allowing me to be part of this. But the chefs that were here tonight, just to even, I mean, how humble and amazing are they that they gave somebody... Um, who has not crossed nearly as many boundaries as they have yeah. or done nearly as much in their lives as they have. They gave me a voice tonight, and they were yeah. kind enough to help me um, help me develop that. And you can't ask for better teachers. So yeah. I appreciate it's, it. It's a great group of people. And, and, I mean, I think that kind of summarizes the whole, what we talked about before about the all the – and maybe it wasn't us that talked about it. I think it was oh, the well, last guest. If you're going to say what I'm going to say, that Mark Which, only knows super cool people. Yes, that yes. exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, well, all the scenes here in Arizona are, are so new, like um, craft beer, right? Like some of the, yeah. the probably the top craft Speaking breweries right. here. You've got a really delicious one here. Yeah, I'm, I'm still chugging on that strawberry saison. That strawberry saison Ooh, from the shop so beer company. Yes. But all the breweries, like all the top breweries are... I mean, there have been breweries that have been around longer, but the top ones, like I think the top performing ones, five years or less they've been around. Yeah. Same thing with distilleries, coffee roasters, restaurants, like every, this whole scene is I coming mean, up. I I'm from Kentucky. I was raised in Kentucky. Okay, yeah. Born in India, raised in Kentucky, and I love bourbon. Yeah. Um, my mom, if she's listening to this, I do not love bourbon. <laughs> I like it very much. Right. Uh, but... <laughs> I mean, Arizona makes bourbon now. Yeah. I mean, good oh, bourbon. What very good bourbon, yes. actually. Yes. Um, enough to make me me miss Kentucky, actually, yeah. and not at not at the same time. Right. <laughs> but it's it's phenomenal. I like people are always saying, you know, like go to Portland, go to Austin. It's gonna be so rad over there. And I've gone there and thought to myself, like. Phoenix has got this and more. Yeah. Boom. There it is. We're going to end it right there. Awesome, Sasha. Thank, <laughs> Thank you so you. much. Thank yes. you so much. And cheers, if that's appropriate. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Thank you.